From local to global, we bring you the best conversations with your favorite athletes and Olympians. This is the Olympics.com podcast. Welcome to the Olympics.com podcast. Tom here with you again. We're riding the crazy wave of the Gen Z world. Live streamers, gamers, esports players, fans, and supporting staff worldwide. This unique phenomenon is raging in big and small communities online. Streaming, esports, gaming people, well over 2 billion worldwide. The number one entertainment for Gen Z. TV? (laughs) Forget about it. And now the Olympic community is right in the barrel of that wave as well. Not too long ago, many people didn't really see a future for serious streamers and gamers because Hey, it seemed illogical that someone could enjoy so much watching other people play online. Thanks to streaming platforms like Twitch and YouTube, it's proven that these events can attract millions of viewers. Also, as you'll soon hear, the pandemic, yep, pandemic also spawned this creative distraction that has surely endured. Yeah, it's weird to say to to a global pandemic. That's that's the only reason I would have ever, ever considered something like this. weird. That's one of the world's top live stream influencers, Companion Dish. She now goes by Dish, star of one of our original content series, Esports, the game within the game. Once I cracked the code to making a YouTube video that would resonate with people, everything started to, to grow. Our function here is to investigate and better understand the intriguing inner workings of this whole ecosystem. Wow, you did your research. A couple of thoughts before we roll. In my other duties here at Olympics.com, I'm sort of a live streamer doing commentary on all kinds of sporting events, but not a gamer, not an esports guy. But I am a part of the culture as my kids all play at various levels in various games. I am a witness to this phenomenon. Never played growing up, but I get it. I'm as invested in this learning process as many of you out there might be. So let's roll. This LA native has taken her craft by storm, bursting on the scene, now a top influencer and streamer playing games on her TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter handles, all with a steadfast commitment to being authentic and expressing her feelings open about her struggles and core values, which we here at Olympics.com share. As you've shared on your Twitch about page, people first, games second. Welcome, Dish. Thanks so much for joining us here on Olympics.com. And that's a great place to start. Where does that uh, motivation come from? People first, game second. Wow. Uh, thank you for that introduction. That was so kind. Um, yeah, it's, long story short, um, I, I started making content seriously during the pandemic. Um, and I started more so with artistic journal type content. Um, stuff that I just thought would resonate with people sharing my experiences and then having people share their experiences in, in return. Um, I streamed a little bit on TikTok just to like talk to people really. Uh, and then gaming was something that I kind of, I had been in, I was into when I was younger, like a child, uh, but got back into as an adult and gaming and, and gaming and connecting with people kind of fused together over time. Um, and especially with the early pandemic days being so sensitive. Everyone was quite scared, not really sure what to expect um, from the future. I, I just, I really enjoyed the ability to 
create spaces where people could kind of take a break, um, take a load off, relax and connect with other people. Um, so that's, that's where that started. And, and I found that to be generally a best practice for, uh, <laughs> my type of, of streaming and gaming content. That's great. Uh, is it true you picked up your first PC just three years ago? I, I read that in a bio or something from your people. Uh, how do you oh. build up your world so quickly and seemingly astronomically? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I I started streaming and making gaming content on my husband's PC because he built one for fun uh, when we first got married. And then I threw money funded by my community through donations. I built my own PC. Uh, but yeah, it was only three years ago, which is weird to think about, but, um, I, I got laid off from my job early in the pandemic. Um, and there was just, I, I couldn't just sit and do nothing all day. <laughs> like so the rest I, of us. <laughs> right, I, I, I mean, don't, to be fair, the first couple of weeks, I just played animal crossing and did nothing for hours and hours and hours a day. So, but I got tired of that. Um, and I think I've always been something of a, like a self self starter, mm -hmm. um, interested in trying my own thing. Um, and I got a taste of it and I, I started to see my numbers pick up and, and I just, I just fell in love with it. So it really, it went from something to keep me busy during my jobless mm -hmm. <laughs> pandemic era uh and it it turned into something really powerful and obviously I, I stumbled onto a game that really really blew up in 2020 and uh that is a huge part of of what how i got to where i am um mm -hmm. just connecting with that specific community yeah we'll get to that in a minute i'm a big believer that when one door closes another one opens so you you Me can too. dedicate your career to getting laid off yeah it's weird <laughs> to say to to a global pandemic that's 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 the only reason i would have ever ever considered something like this <laughs> that weird. is a, that's a great subplot there um mm, yeah. let me get right to your spirit what, what about your upbringing maybe gives you the core values importance of being authentic mm. and being open about struggles it's it's mm. so important for your followers and, and all young people to to see that yeah mm. my parents it probably my my parents are wonderful um and they're both they're both very open and honest people uh and I, I feel like it's fairly typical for moms to be open and and like sensitive and kind with their children uh it's probably less common for fathers to be more willing to be emotionally vulnerable and honest uh my my dad is is strong but a very sensitive man like <laughs> doesn't try to put on like a false tough guy act uh and i think that definitely showed me that it was okay like strong and and being a person who has emotions those those two things don't have to be those aren't aren't opposites mm -hmm. um in fact they are go can go hand in hand in in many situations um, so that's, that's probably where it started. My parents never made me feel silly or, or foolish for 
being honest about what I was feeling or like what, what was going on. Um, they always wanted to hear what, what it was and how they could help. Um, sorry, my volume keeps shooting up. I'm trying to fix it. Uh, <laughs> no, it's so, it's, it's so important what you said. It's, um, it's, you know, parenting is hard, believe me. Um, but mm. it's, uh, you just, you, you really underscored the importance that both your parents, um, have, have meant in your, in your upbringing. Um, you're, you're constantly creating new content. So Mm -hmm. where does that inspiration or what or where does that come from? It's probably more than one source. Um, one, I really like the game that I play and I think it has a lot to offer content wise. Um, Am I supposed to believe that's a feather on his head and not a duck? What? What's a feather on his head? This? No, that's not a feather. That's hair. That's definitely hair. Oh, wait. It's supposed to look like a feather? It looks like his burst, which is feather-based. Oh, I see. It is feather-based. And then I think as far as consistency of uploading, uh, I it, it comes, f- again, from a few different sources, but... Uh, there's a lot of other creators in my space. There's a lot of uh, people in a lot of streamers and YouTubers who are dedicated to this game. Um, and a, a lot, most of us are friends, um, which is great. But there's also like a fair amount of friendly competition, mm-hmm. I would say. Like, obviously, we all want each other to succeed. Um, and I think I think healthy competition and and wanting to um <laughs> go ahead wanting to be <laughs> wanting to i'm sure this makes sense to you like wanting to beat each other sure. and and wanting to do better and one up each other um it's satisfying and fun but it also we all win in the end as long as you know things stay kind and respectful um yeah we all we all benefit from that competitiveness and uh in the end yeah no question i think I think competition in, in its proper frame is, is essential, don't you? I mean, mm. you, you know, yeah. as long as it's not over the top and we've seen that happen. But, yeah, yeah. it motivates. It, uh, you know, it also brings you guys closer together because you're, you know, in many yeah. ways. Yeah, we're building each other up at the end of the day. Um, yeah, the, as long as the motivation is your own success and not, not the downfall of others, but um, right. ultimately all of us coming up together. Yeah, as long as they're like second or third. (laughs) (laughs) As long as they don't overtake me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, Explain how this is phenomenal, how cooking is how you broke into streaming. Uh, I love your your self-given nickname, Dish Rag. Yes. Is that ancient history by now? it's so funny because people people ask me all the time like why is why are you called that i wish it had some like deep story the only reason that i have that name is because my real name is dara Mm -hmm. and my best friends you know best friends give each other weird like derogatory nicknames all the time so she'd call me dishrag um and she shipped something to my house under the name dishrag and my mom was like what is this? Well, how could they get your name so wrong? And I was like, no, no, it's my friend is Gabby. Um, so I downloaded TikTok and that nickname just the dish rag just happened to be available. I wasn't intending to make content. I just, I just wanted to watch it, watch mm-hmm. content and, and stuff. Um, so then I started making content. People started calling me dish rag. 
And I noticed a lot of people were quite uncomfortable calling me that. So I just, mm. I hit, I got rid of the rag part. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I did, I did cook early on. Um, I, I did like cooking streams and stuff. It ended up being quite tiring, but um, I, I, that, that was a, an, an important part of that like early stage of just, just like learning how to talk to people right. on a, on a large scale. Um, not as large as now, but uh, yeah, just learning how to, how to connect with people and how to keep up with the conversation where there's a lot of parties involved. So. That's interesting that you mentioned that because, you know, in different ways, when we do this, we talk to people, but you're just looking into a camera on a computer, but you still have to visualize and feel that there's many, many people out there. So how do you do that? And how, how have you gotten better at that? Oh man. <laughs> oh, there's so many different, there's so many different ways to answer that. Um, I think, oh man. <laughs> I, I think being, being willing to just not take yourself too seriously. Um, kind of it's it's you have to be able to kind of roll with the punches of like your your the conversation conversation is going to change a million times in such a short period of time so um as my the speed of my chat has gotten faster um i obviously can't read everything i can't respond to everything but when i'm looking at messages i i try to pick out something that I can respond to in a way that benefits everyone. And that can involve other people in the conversation so that it, it doesn't feel like I'm talking to a bunch of people individually, but I'm taking something from someone giving my whatever, saying something funny or stupid or whatever, and then throwing it back to the, the whole group and um, bringing everyone into it as much as I can. So they know you're talking to them, but everybody You've made it so that it's universal for everybody in, yeah. in there. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Personal and wide scale. Yeah. Biggest challenge in 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 streaming? I mean, I guess it's multifaceted, but these yeah. days, what's your biggest challenge? Hmm. Uh, I think one of the biggest challenges that all creators face at some point is being being true to who they are. Um, as you get higher and interact with more people and see other people who are successful doing something completely different than you uh, with completely different persona, stream presence, all sorts of, of, of things, um, different skill sets, it is naturally hard not to compare. Um, and this is like a regular, like almost ritualistic thing that I have to do is continuing like remembering who I am and and what people, what people watch me for, like people watch me. That's there's an answer to that question. Um, and it will change over time, of course, but not being influenced mm -hmm. to do something that is not congruent with, with my skill set. Right. Um, and, and innovating in my own niche, uh, right. and, and not getting like mentally bogged down by something that is not within my skill set. Right. And this is dovetailing off of that. Do you think if, if it was in, in your, if it benefited you to, to change, is there, is, do you think you have it within yourself to change a little bit of your 
or do you have to remain so authentically you that this is it? I mean, you're going to constantly develop. Mm -hmm. Hmm. You know, it's, I would say it's, it's, it varies because I think it's much easier to change for short periods. So if I'm, if I'm recording a YouTube video, that's not going to be on stream that I'm just like, it's just me talking to a camera or something along those lines. Like I can reach different energy levels and I can tackle different topics and, and, and act in a different way than like normal. Um, but with streaming, you're, you're on camera for four to five to plus hours. So this to some extent, unless you're really gifted and have just a remarkable amount of energy, you can't really be inauthentic. Um, it's a great point. It just, it doesn't one you're you'll exhaust yourself. It's tiring. Uh, Oh, that's the same thing. It's (laughs) not, it won't resonate with your audience. I think mm, it's so important to remember that your audience knows knows you like it know they know your persona and if it's not at least it can vary obviously because people have different moods and you know whatever sure um but i think ultimately it is in creators best interest especially streamers to be as close to who they naturally are as possible but i'm also a low energy person so that might just be more specific (laughs) to me but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, if you're going for hours, there, there, you probably have a lot in your tank, even if you're low energy. Um, True. I'm, I've learned how to manage it, yeah. which is I must be myself. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm sure you get asked, asked this all the time, but uh, advice for anyone trying to get into streaming, I imagine like they have to find their own path and they have to be patient. Mm-hmm. Or, but uh, what are the keys for you when you talk? I'm sure you talk to people about it. Uh, what do you say? Yeah. Um, so I think the, it's the, there's two most important things. One is persistence and diligence. Uh, and then on the other side is um, figuring out what is, what's, sorry, this is what I enjoy and type of content that I would like to make. And this is what people would want to watch and I have to find what's, what's in the center of those two, those two, uh, of that Venn diagram. (laughs) Um, and then bonus third circle is what's new and inventive. Uh, and if you can find something in the middle of those three things, um, and you're willing to put in the consist, the, 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 the work and adapt to the circumstance, uh, there's, there's a content creator for everyone. And, because you're who you are, there are people who want to watch, there are people like you and there are people who will will react well to you and interact well with you. So you just have to figure out who, who you are, which is not a simple thing. um, And find out how that interacts with the type of content that you could make, could make. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, there's a lot Sounds there for simple, sure. but... No, I know what you yeah. mean. Um, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about Twitch. You developed a massive following. Uh, what's that secret? Is there... Is there Again, I don't want to tap into s- the same secrets, but is, is there a different secret? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think... I think um, 
the big different, the, 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 the huge uptick that I experienced was largely because my YouTube grew. Um, I started making YouTube content consist- consistently, short form and long form. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I cracked the code to making a YouTube video that would resonate with people, everything started to, to grow. Um, Twitch in and of itself does not have a great growth growth uh potential mm-hmm. in and of itself unfortunately uh which is a huge challenge and a lot of streamers aren't willing to 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 go the extra mile to learn how to edit or to hire an editor or to pr- like think about mm, preconceived content stream it and then edit it for youtube um it is a lot of work but that's where i saw the biggest payoff mm-hmm. um and i started with short form content so I started with TikToks and and YouTube Shorts and learned how to edit on my phone and and then eventually moved to like a desktop. But yeah, I started small and I just grew with my skills. I guess. Sounds like your brain is constantly working. <laughs> how do you chill out? Yeah. <laughs> well, in the sparingly, I guess. Yeah. Um, in Jan- I, I know myself better than to think that I can fully take like a long period of time off. Um, but I try to give myself uh, different types of breaks. So in January, I didn't let myself think about any strategy or any um, like creative concepts. I still streamed and I still like did other more like busy work, um, but I didn't do any I, I didn't do any high level thinking and I didn't let myself start until February 1st. Um, so I, I have to take breaks kind of in different manners. Uh, and if I've, if I'm going to give my, my brain a break, then I'll, I'll keep working with my body. Or if I give my body a break, I'll, I'll work with my brain. Um, and then I'll try to take weekends off or at least one or two days off a week. <laughs> this is out of left field, but I mean, I know, do you meditate? Is there like, how do you, do you shut down in different um, ways? I have tried meditation. It does. I was, it does. It does help. I, I wish I had more discipline to do it. Um, I do pray and um, talk out loud a lot. That's, that's probably a big part of it. Um, but I usually shut down my brain with gaming. <laughs> Right, of there's course. Games that I play <laughs> on, on stream, and then there's I I I'm, I play games offline too. So that's a nice just me time to to relax. And I take baths. Baths are great. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so walk me through the, this journey. I mean, I believe I have this right. A huge following uh, playing Animal Crossing, and then there's Minecraft. There's Portal. There's Among Us. Now oh it's, gosh. of course, the, the Chinese role-playing action video game, uh, Genshin Impact, that's boosted your uh, popularity. Yeah. So um, is that, is that a, were those stepping stones or side, you know, how did all that work f- finally with, with the, the, the Chinese game that is now, you know, blown up? Mm-hmm. Wow, you did your research. Um, yeah, Animal Crossing was like the only game that I knew of beforehand, really, like, I played Animal Crossing games as a kid. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't really like a like a big gamer as a teenager, as an adult. I I never had an Xbox or, or anything like that. So so much of it really was new to me. Um, I 
Yeah, it started with Animal Crossing and really it was just taking suggestions from my viewers. Um, sorry, my cats are... <laughs> I see them. <laughs> you want some airtime. <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> they're funny. Um, yeah, it really just, it came from just suggestions from my viewers. So Portal was one of the first big like serious story games that I played. Uh, and it was the game that really showed me how, what an amazing storytelling medium that games can be. Mm -hmm. Um, and it helped me kind of get rid of the mental stigma I had and that so many people have that, that gaming is a lazy hobby. Um, or it was just lazy in general. Um, the reason people say that is because, you're sitting on they it's perceived as just sitting on the couch and right. and staring at a screen but yeah. by that definition tv and and movies are also lazy Amen. but we innately <laughs> we innately understand the like storytelling value and you know people people's lives change because they saw something in a movie uh and i i learned pretty quickly that games games have the same if not arguably even more powerful than movies and TV because it is so it's so personal, uh, especially when the choice you make can affect the outcome. Um, so Portal was my first clue in to that. Mm -hmm. um, and then it just I just tried different things and and uh, Genshin was really the thing that allowed me to connect with a with a dedicated audience. It was a game that was really really like making waves uh and it all it was just a collision of what was popular and what i what i really enjoyed so yeah no no question and and you you seem to enjoy it and i mean that like you said that's the core if you're going to spend that much time it's challenging and 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 you're, you're invested mm -hmm. yeah i'm i'm very invested in the story and and it has there's so many different ways to play it that it really lends itself to like ca a cat <clears throat> a casual gaming experience and um, uh, something that allows me to connect with my viewers and, and play at my own pace, I guess. I watched you play um, and it's part of the package that we, we had to, um, to sort of research. And it's, it's amazing that uh, like the games are fun, but you're right there and your engagement. I mentioned this earlier is remarkable. You find ways to connect through your spirit and your attitude. And, and some of that's just God given. And some of that also is stuff that you, you work at to find what, what works, right? Mm -hmm. What works with, yeah. with people that want follow you. Yeah. That's, that's really kind of you to say. Um, yeah. I, I, the game is, it gives me enough material to go off of <laughs> and <laughs> my viewers supply just as much content to me as, as, as the game itself. Um, I'm, I'm really, really proud of the community that I have. I've, I know so many of them like by name and um, they've made like real life friends have, have come to be because of wow hanging out in my chat. Yeah. Two, two of my earliest viewers are roommates now. <laughs> And wow. they lived in totally different states. So they're living the uh, dream, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It's it's a it's a blessed position and I'm grateful to be doing it. As we wind down here, um, I'm just wondering, and this is again, I 
thrown a couple from left field, but you, you like that, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, is there any aspect of what you do, uh, how you compete in your streaming world that resembles any aspect of esports or virtual sports? Is there, I mean, there has to be some commonalities there from the basic mm-hmm. thing that it's, things are happening like this mm. or more. That's- I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I, I've never been a part of esports. Right. Um, the only thing I can really mm, talk about in regards to those two things is that um, they really like the two, the two main camps of gaming content, mm-hmm. esports and content creation, like really go hand in hand. Um, so many of the top esports orgs are really carried by um, their content creators, people right. who don't play esports um so and and so many esports professionals end up turning into content creators either when they leave their uh team or or they'll just do it on their own um yeah content is like really it it it's it brings in sponsors and obviously like i'm sure you know sponsors is like yeah. what makes the world go around yeah, so you think uh yeah <laughs> Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, you know. <laughs> um, so they really and, go hand in hand. And just, I, I just had this thought, like, you know, the thing that, one of the things that blows my mind is that people go in and watch esports players in an arena and they pack it. Mm-hmm. So can you imagine mm-hmm. doing what you do? And may, maybe it's in the future, maybe you do it sitting in, a, in like a ballroom or, or in some kind of a theater doing what you do. I mean, oh, is it, do you see do you see the same? Oh my gosh, with a place packed full watching esports. For myself, I I don't think so because there's less of a, I don't know, there's less performance involved, like like skill performance. I I would say with right. content creation, but subtle. Just yeah. thinking about that makes my stomach drop. Having like <laughs> people watch people you in an arena watching right. me. <laughs> Live, even though they're even though they're there, you just they're you see there. you just see your laptop. You don't see all the people. I don't have to hear them. Right. I don't have to hear them. I don't have to see them. Um, so, are you I amazed just, at what what's going on now in that world? Because it amazes me that people would go to an arena and watch yeah. other people play a game. It's mm-hmm. I can't believe it. Yeah, I'd love to go. I, I've I've only watched it on my um on online. It doesn't surprise me at all, honestly. I just I hope that the industry keeps growing because right. it still it still feels like it's underground a bit. Um, not as much as it was maybe five years ago. And they're and, fun. They're fun. Yeah. They're really fun to watch. And like you mentioned before, sponsors and those those people are ma- making money. <laughs> as <Yeah>. you <laughs> probably well know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> uh, here's my last one. And, uh-huh. uh, and again, this is from Left Field. Would you at some point in your blossoming career... Have you ever dreamed of being maybe an Olympian in some way, shape, or form? If you're going to be an Olympian, like every mm-hmm. two years they come around, winter and then summer. Mm-hmm. So what, what's the dream? Oh, man. I can't even imagine. I, I would, I would, I don't know if there will ever be a, play, a, a space for esports in, in the Olympics because it's not a physical sport. I would love to see it. I would love to see, like, esports at an olympian level um for me i'm content to be in the i i I like watching i love figure skating or ice ice is it's called figure skating yeah that's That's right normally what i watch yeah yeah 
I've, uh, I'm not too much of an athlete to be honest. So, okay. which is why I sit in a chair and I, I play games and I talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm content to watch, but I would love to see esports at an Olympian level at some point in the future. That's cool. And um, the question I didn't ask and won't ask, but I'll bring up is what's going on in your background? Have you ever given a, a, anybody, any of your followers a tour of your wall? You don't have to answer no. that. <laughs> no, but my room is so is clean for the first that time. That looks in a tremendous. While, I really should. <laughs> no, it looks great. There's, they were, they were, it was like you. a museum. You could walk someone through there and spend <laughs> hours. Uh, yes, relics. Yes. Dish, thanks so much for taking some time to join us here yeah. on Olympics.com. It was a blast. Thank we will so continue, much. obviously, to follow you. And uh, we look forward to the series coming out. And uh, that'll be another level. And uh, best of luck I in, in everything. It. Thank you so much. Thank you for your thoughtful questions. Uh, I appreciate that. Thank you. That's very nice to hear. I will, I'll play that on uh, repeat for my boss. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Send him the sound bite. Abs I've repeated many, many times like a ringtone. <laughs> Thanks a lot. All Be right, well. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This is the Olympics.com podcast. Podcast, podcast. Wow. I learned a lot there. Had some fun, too. Hope you all did as well. And for you Dish followers, how cool was that? I love her honesty, the creativity, and her ability to laugh. Another reminder, you can see the episode that Dish is featured on on our original content series, Esports Outside the Game. It's right here on Olympics.com. Just a Search and a click away. For more in-depth and original Olympics-related feature content, search our platforms here on Olympics.com. Quick reminder, coming up in June, the inaugural Olympic eSports Week happening in Singapore. June 22nd through the 25th, a global virtual and simulated sports competition. It should be crazy. Well, that's it for this episode of the Olympics.com podcast. Hit us up at Olympics with any feedback you have. We love feedback. Helps us get better. And you can also hit me up on my Twitter at TK Sports Tweets. We'll see you next time. This is the Olympics.com podcast. Podcast. Podcast.